Welcome to When God Breaks Through, a podcast designed to look at the messy moments in motherhood and show how the gospel applies in practical ways, giving us hope and grace as we interact with our own kids. You'll hear crazy stories and life lessons from my mothering of eight kids. But more importantly, you'll hear the hope Jesus offers us for peace and not anxiety, for grace both for ourselves and to extend to our kids, and wisdom to point them to Him. I'm your host, Bethany Kimsey. Before we sit down this week with one of my friends, Candace, I wanted to say thank you. I wanted to say thank you because in the last few weeks, I have been flooded with Instagram DMs and emails sharing about how you've come to find the podcast. I think my favorite way is when you say, I have a friend who shared the podcast with me and I am enjoying, and then you share whatever series you're in, whatever you're learning about. First of all, it just fills me with great joy because my prayer every week as I sit to record or work on these podcasts is that the Lord would allow them to be found by the mamas who need them. And I pray that the word of God will come alive to you and that you will know God better because you spent maybe a few minutes sitting with me at a kitchen table. My deepest desire would be actually to sit at a kitchen table with you, but in the middle in middle ground before heaven, I love hearing what you're saying. So I just want to say thank you. Truthfully, this week I have had women reach out to me from states like Arkansas and New York. I love seeing like NYC where I used to live, seeing people um, listening there or uh, listening back in Tennessee where I used to live. But then there's places like Oregon and California and New Mexico, Montana and Texas, places where I know God is just sharing it and moving this around. And it makes me happy. And so I wanted to say thank you to y'all for being faithful to your friends. You know, we talk about being arm lifters to one another. And I do think that one way we can encourage one another is when the Lord is teaching us new things and sharing with our friends, hey, you should listen to this too. So for this week, I hope you enjoy what we're about to talk about. Candace and I are going to sit down and really talk about the importance of being in God's word. Her heart is so evident for women and for women to know God intimately. And so I'm excited that you will get to meet Candace this week. Welcome to the kitchen table this week. I am so glad you're here. I'm sitting here with my friend, Candace Reyes, and we're really going to be talking this week about mm, probably a couple things very close to Candace's heart, which is the word of God and being in the word of God. And then truly, what does it mean and how do we get in the word of God? And then as a mom, how does that play out in our life? Candace, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you, Bethany, for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you tonight. Well, you know, I love, I would love for you to, at first, just share your story, you know, who you are because of Jesus, because I know you have a powerful one. I've heard it on, um, (laughs) 
on other people's podcasts. And actually, when we got to meet in person, you alluded to it. Um, but I would love for you to share it with everyone listening. I'd be honored. Um, so I was raised in the church and, um, from a very young age, I knew Jesus was my Lord and savior, but as time went on, I started drifting away from the church. Um, I started getting very angry with the church just for the fact that my mom worked for the church. Mm -hmm. And so in my head, my immature little thought process, the church was taking my mom. And so I became a little angry and upset. Well, fast forward to high school time frame, and um, I was 16 and I was raped. Mm -hmm. And it was, it changed my world. It rocked me. Uh, I had a lot of anger, a lot of frustration. And then, um, Nine months later, I had a beautiful baby boy. Wow. And, um, you know, you would think that because I had great parents and all these different things, like I was, I should have, I should have been able to, to just function and be this mom that this child needed, but I still was so unhealthy in my own mindset that I couldn't even think about being this mother to this precious baby. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've had to apologize um, to him and tell him that I am so desperately sorry uh, for the, the choices that I made back then. But then uh, God is still gracious and God is still good. And he stayed with me through this whole time. And I can look back and see how God has been there for me, even when I was in the pit. Mm. Uh, what I love is that God is not afraid of the dark. <laughs> like we, maybe he actually goes into the dark and to come and grab us. He is that good shepherd. And that's exactly what he did. I married my husband several years later and uh, he adopted my son as his own. Uh, we now have two other children as well through marriage and two daughters. So. God has been so evident in my life throughout, but recently, recently I've had to go back and have some really vulnerable conversations with him because I've had to, I've been struggling with the whole history of my own story with him and I needed him to go to, to help me see what I was missing um, because there was a long time that I didn't want to be known as that girl, that girl who had all the shame, that girl who was raped, that girl who had all these different things that came along with her. I didn't want to be known as that girl. And God has been so good to let me see that, you know what? You're not just that girl. You're my daughter. Mm -hmm. And you're going to use this story to empower other women to come to me and to love me and to seek me. And it wasn't until I started having one-on-one -on -one dates with him, one-on-one -on -one time with him, because to be honest, Bethany, I didn't know if I could truly trust him. Hmm. Yes. I've done Bible studies. I've, I've gone to them. I've even led them. And I know Jesus loves me. I know God loves me. I know that 
he is a good father, but I still struggled with trust. Mm-hmm. And it took me to be alone with him, just with my prayer journal and a Bible for me to start seeing for myself how faithful God really is and how he, true he is to his character, how it never changed, how it stayed the same from the beginning to the end, from Genesis to Revelation, he never changed. And that began my my new journey with him where I'm starting to trust him each and every day more and more. Mm, that is beautiful. I love the fact, you know, I say a lot in our home that God is a redeeming God. Yes. Because I, it is a lesson in my own life too, where whatever the mess is or the mm-hmm. horror thing, the, the hard, the painful, just there's been different things. And it's been like this resounding statement of God going, no, I'm redeeming. Yes. And and redemption means I go all the way in and I pay all that needs to be paid Mm -hmm. to rescue you and bring you out to walk with me. And I mean, I've had to say it to several of my children have walked through really, really, really dark places. And, Mm -hmm. um, And some days I like say it as a mantra because I'm just like, please be a redeeming God. Yes. Yes. My heart breaking, please God be this redeeming God that you say in your word that you are. And then some days it's in rejoicing. You are a redeeming God. And I see it evident in my life. Yes. I love that, that you said that he is not afraid of the dark. No, he's not. One of the other things that I've learned, Bethany, is I was afraid of pain Mm. and, and going back to that history to going back and actually working that out with him, I was afraid of the pain. So I would be like, I would resist it. I didn't want to go there, Mm -hmm. but God, when you deal with pain, pain points with God, it's not really pain anymore that you experience as you're going through them. It's more like pressure. Hmm. I was, um, so during the day I am a teacher and I teach pregnancy education and parenting. And, um, one of the things that I show my students is a, a video of a woman who is getting a C-section. And the reason for that is because a lot of them are afraid of the pain. They know they're going to be awake. They know they're going to experience the cutting and all these different things. But what, what I'm wanting them to see when we watch this video is not all the things. I mean, sure. Yes. I, you need to know what they're, what's going to happen, but I want you to focus more on the woman on the table. How -hmm. is she responding? What is she saying? Is she yelling? Is she screaming? Is she saying, stop, don't do this. It hurts. And they're like, no, I said, well, then what is she saying? She feels pressure. I said, yeah, she feels pressure. And that's one of the things that God has helped me see was that for me to walk with him, to allow him to heal me, I have to be willing to experience the pressure. Mm -hmm. And then if I choose to experience the pressure, a new life is born and I need to stay with him. So that happens. And yes, it's messy. Yes. It's, there's all kinds of junk that come along with it, 
just like with a cesarean. Yeah. But there is a new life that's born if I choose to stay with him on and experience the pressure. That's good. That's a good analogy. Wow. That's good. (laughs) Well, he has told me that that's my, that's my new ministry is to be the woman on that table so that I can help other women say yes to embrace that pressure. So they too can have that new life. And so I have to be willing to expose this in my own life. Yeah. So as you were beginning this Mm -hmm. journey, Mm -hmm. what made you say yes? Say, okay, I'll let you God. It was a long process. So a lot of counseling. I've been going to counseling for over a year now. And I also went to a women's retreat called Restore. And during that retreat, God unveiled that there were some questions deep down that I had resisted to even ask him Mm -hmm. Um, some really hard ones. And what God then showed me was that he was not afraid of those questions, nor was he going to get angry with me for asking them because that was really my hesitation. I was worried kind of like a parent when, you know, if I ask a question that's going to upset you, I don't want to. I just don't want to ask that. So I resisted to do that. But in that moment, he was like, ask it, mm-hmm. ask that question. And, and I did. And so then it was another book that I also read. So Beth Gutenberg wrote a new book called throwing the first punch. And, um, she, in her book talks about the Rua, which is a, the Hebrew word for Holy spirit. And yeah, I know I have the Holy spirit, but it was just something the way she said it that helped me see that I too have the Rua within me. Hmm. What God showed me was that back then I wasn't earnestly seeking him. I, I was making some horrible choices. I wasn't earnestly seeking him. And because of that, I, I had consequences. No, my situation, the rape situation, that's not the consequence at any shape form. Right. But there were other consequences that came because of my choices. And what God was showing me was that now I am earnestly seeking him. And I've been earnestly seeking him for five years now. And because of that, I can trust him. I can trust him with my body. I can trust him with my mind. I can trust him in these next steps. And because of that, I have decided to say yes to this and say, I'm willing to be that, that girl, especially when he showed me that it wasn't pain that I was going to be enduring as I'm walking through this journey of healing. Mm-hmm. It was going to be more like pressure. Okay, Lord, I can do that. And he's been so gentle, Bethany. I mean, every time I get to that point to where I just, I can't go there. Like I just, I have to pause. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's okay. He is so patient. Yeah. And, and he just lets me back up and process. And then when we're ready to go again, he's like, okay, you ready? Let's do this again. Let's keep going the next steps. And, and that's what we do. I mean, it takes a long time to cut down a tree. Hmm. It's not just one ax and done. And right. so right now I am hacking away at the same tree over and over again until it's down and it's no longer going to 
affect the way I choose to live or even walk this path. I think it's amazing that God, in my head, I always, the way I phrase it for myself is Bethany, God welcomes your wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yes. He welcomes it. He's he, like you said, he's not afraid. He's like, ask me. Is what, and those were your words, you know, and that's what God said to you is ask me, bring it like, yeah, let's do this. And, um, I remember, you know, uh, I was in this really hard season. I was a young adult and just had received really hard news. I mean, it's ironic news now when I sit in the space of living where I am now, but I was told I would never have children, mm. which is kind of ironic, <laughs> but yes but I believe it's a, I believe it's a God work and, right. um, and it's not explainable. Medicine always kind of looks at all my stuff and goes, I don't know how you can have a baby. And yet you seem to keep having them. And, um, but, but it was in the space before that and somebody kind of just said it and the way they said it, it just kind of imprinted in my heart with mm-hmm. this callous. Oh, you'll never have a baby. No, mm-hmm. your, your body can never have a baby. Mm. And it was like those words to me in that moment and it was just this space where almost the enemy just kind of, because words can really have power once they're spoken over your life, um, you hear them and the enemy will use them the way he wants to use them. Yes. Yes. And I didn't know enough to stop that when I was young. And so anyway, to me, what the doctor said, I was you're not even, a, you're barely even a woman, like your body's yeah, just yeah. terrible. And that's where those thoughts began to be. And, um, and I just remember God one day going, let's wrestle because mm. what I had been doing for years, for about three years was I was in this low down inside of my soul, angry. Yes. But I had enough Christianity in enough awe of God and love. Yes. Of Jesus. I love Jesus. Yes. Yes. I was following him, but enough on the top surface. I'm like, I'll just stay up here and yes. I'm going to ignore what's way down here. Yes. And then there was this one night, literally for me, where God was like, um, I didn't want to go out with everybody on my friends who were going out mainly because probably it was just part of that. And, um, where my head was. And then so God, I think I was thinking I was just going to like zone out and watch TV and the power goes out in my apartment complex and nobody's at home and there's nothing I can do. And this was before phones like were things because I'm old <laughs> before phones, like have internet or anything. There was no internet in the house. So there was like, I was done. Like my evening was done and it was eight o'clock and dark. And it was like, God goes, let's wrestle. Mm. And I was like, I don't want to wrestle. And you don't want me to wrestle. That would be bad. That would be bad in our relationship. Right. And it was like in that moment that God was like, no, 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 no. This is mm-hmm. where we go deep. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I love that you say that because yes. I think that's powerful for some mama, some listener somewhere going, uh, uh-uh. I got these wounds. And if I'm just, mm-hmm. if I can push them to a good space and then I can be a good mama and I can love my kids right. point to Jesus and be happy. Yeah. Cause those are my words. Like when I say those words, those are my words. That's what the part of me that doesn't like to deal with the junk that lies low. Right. We'll say, yeah, yeah. I couldn't agree more with you. I mean, and that's what I had to do. I had to wrestle in my closet 
Like I closed my closet after a counseling session and it was just the two of us. And I had a good old ugly cry, just the two of us. And, you know, because of that, I now see God even greater, even sweeter, because I know he can be there in those moments and I can trust him. Mm -hmm. What were some of your, what were, what are some passages that you just, that are maybe your go-to passages someplace? Like one place that I will run to, I will run there. If I'm having like a, like a hard day, I will run to Isaiah and hang out in the (laughs) forties. Love it. There's, there's several in there, but I will just go if, if, if it's just hard, because I think that's where God first met me and said, no, 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 I'm walking with you in the fire and you won't be burned and you will not be overwhelmed by the water. I am with you and I love you. Like Isaiah 43 for me, that's like golden passage for Bethany Kimsey. But I'm just wondering if you have some like that. So my life verse is James 1, 2 through 4. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let the perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, lacking in nothing. I was just reading that today. That's funny. That's yeah. Good. That's that's my life first. And I was like, seriously, Lord, that's the verse I get. Oh, but consider it so a much. consider it a joy to yes. go through trials. <laughs> I don't want to be, I don't want it to be a joy. And he's like, but you but you it, will see that it's that those trials mm-hmm. that that create such a deep reliance on me. Mm-hmm. And because of that deep reliance on me, you start realizing there is really joy in those moments. Yeah. You know, I, um, I went through a season where I was really struggling with the concept of joy. I was like, um, trying to stick it like an apple on a stick and Mm -hmm. hold it up and be like, yeah, I'm joyful. And like that apple is not hooked into a branch, hooked into a root system. Like that apple's mm. dead and rotting. It may look good. It could look good for weeks, right? We buy apples at the store and they can look good for a while in our refrigerator. Yes. And um, and so I could play act joy, but you know, joy is a fruit of the spirit, which means I have to be plugged into the vine spirit. and right. abiding with the spirit who lives within me for that to begin to come out. But I think. One thing I, when, when I was studying that word, uh, maybe, you know, it, cause if this is your life first, you probably do, but like the word joy means recognizing grace. And when I learned that and I was like, so really joy is our ability, the growth within us to see God's grace at work. And that for me, that was like this profound moment of, oh, joy is not because I'm an, I'm an Enneagram seven and I don't put tons of weight in it. Like, but the reality is I do want everybody happy. I want to be happy. I want everything to be pleasant and fun and, and it can be fake fun and I can operate inside of fake fun. And so I was the queen at putting joy on a stick 
And instead going, okay, God, joy is me seeing your grace. Mm-hmm. Okay, help me see your grace. Mm-hmm. And then I can process my world better. And that for me was very freeing. Yeah. I, I had a friend that told me joy is not a feeling. It's a person. Yes. Yes. It's a person. And, and it stuck with me when she said it that way. I was like, you're right. It's Jesus. It is. Joy is Jesus. Yeah. And, and we're, you know, I think, um, I don't know, we we're in this culture, this womanhood culture that it says we just need to be feeling happy. Mm-hmm. And if we do this or we do that, or our kids do this or that, or our mm-hmm. family does this or that, yeah. our marriage, our work, whatever, then we'll be like complete. We'll be happy. And mm-hmm. a lot of us read the Bible and go, well, God, I'm not. So I must be stinky, you know? <laughs> we tend to take it, then go, well, and say, so that's, that's beautiful to remember. I mean, he is, and he lives within us, resides in us. Yes, absolutely. Mm. I want to talk about your, your book, because okay. I know that you have a heart to walk other women into this same place with the Lord, where they are confident, engaging in the word of God. Yes. On their own meeting God whether it's in their closets. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. But you have this um, devotional and it's called Awake My Soul. It's three ways to ignite your relationship with God. Tell me, why did you write it? I mean, I kind of know, but. Well, I wrote it because when I was on this journey myself, I couldn't find anything that wouldn't just give me somebody else's opinions or their, their own aha moments. And what I was really hoping for was just to learn how to do the thing. Mm-hmm. Everybody says, just open your Bible. And for me, that was still very intimidating. I, I didn't know if I would really be able to grasp what God was writing in this beautiful book or if I would, you know, if it just go over my head. And then on top of that, I've done Bible studies for years. And when I do Bible study homework, it takes hours. And that caused me to go, well, wait a minute. So am I going to have to spend hours just reading from the Bible? I just, I can't do that. And because that's just that it just overwhelmed me. And then plus there's 66 books and where do I start and all these different things. And, and so God took me on this journey himself. He's like, just follow my lead, just follow my lead. And so I started with prayer, then I would read and then I praised. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that was really, um, it just was a sweet moment for the two of us. I would wake up so early and just be excited. Okay, Lord, what are we going to do today? Cause, cause as I started reading, there was words and, and phrases that were popping off the page into my heart and just stirring it. I just couldn't get enough. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted other women to not have to worry about, okay, what do I do? Why, you know, do I have enough time to do this? Do I, you know, how do I start reading this book? Where do I start? All the things that they, they ask. And I just wanted to give them a blueprint 
here's a blueprint. Here's how to start this out. And then after you're done with your 40 dates, basically with God, then you can do this on your own. Yeah. You don't, you don't need the book anymore. And the, one of the things that I, I kind of hinted about was just the fact that I, um, I thought I had to spend hours of, on end just reading a whole passage and God showed me, um, through my adult son who doesn't live here. He, he lives in another city. And so he called me one day and I was super excited to talk to him. And it was only for 15 minutes. And I sat there after we got done and I was like, I just love talking to my kid. Mm-hmm. And he, and it was like the stirring in my spirit. I was like, don't you think I love talking to my kid too? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he was like, and that's when I started thinking, okay, so Lord, you really don't care how long I I'm sitting here doing this. What you care about is that I just, I connect with you each day. That's what you're asking for. You're asking for that connection each day. And so the method I use is pray, read, praise every single day. And we, I do it for about 15 minutes minimum. Um, so that means each section is about five minutes long. And then, um, I, that's my time usually with him. Now, there are some days that I, I spend longer because it's just such a sweet moment, you know, but it's, this is your time with God. And I think that's the one thing that, um, I want women to understand is there's no guilt or shame for how long you spend with him. It is all about just spending with him. That's all he wants. He just wants time with you. Right. Well, and I love the fact, the way that you walk us through, for instance, the praying, Mm-hmm. that it's that you begin to teach because it is it's beautiful it it the templates are wonderful like I love the templates because in essence you have a pray page that I can fill out and work through and then a, a reading page where it's I'm choosing the scripture mm-hmm. and I like the fact that you say in there just three verses like mm-hmm. we're not tackling all of first John today, you know, we're reading three verses and seeing what God has for us right there. Mm -hmm. And then, um, the praise, but in that, that prayer spot, really walking your reader, the person using it through the different concepts of praying, but you do it gently. Like if you had thrown all seven and been like, (laughs) and do all these, I would have been right. And I, you know, I'd be like, Oh my God, there's a lot. Yes. But I loved it. Tell a little bit about that. Why did you decide to do it like that? So (laughs) I started realizing that um, the Lord's prayer had seven ways that he was wanting us to seek him. Yes. And I've been raised, like I said, I've been raised in the church and I know how to recite the Lord's prayer, but that's all I really much. That's all I learned was how to recite it. And what I wanted to offer other people and I wanted to offer myself was, okay, what is the concepts that were in the Lord's prayer that Jesus was trying to teach us? What are the seven ways? And that's how I wanted to shape my own prayer so that it models exactly what he does. Um, and just, but making it more personal mm-hmm. for our relationship. Yeah, that's good. 
Uh, it really, it made me think a lot and change different things that I am already doing. So I thought that was wonderful. Now I know that you, um, I know this book, you have this book in Spanish too. We do. We do. And I just recently got the email back from my translator friend who's translated in uh, Luganda as well. So we're hoping to have Luganda out hopefully, hopefully by June. And then we are supposed to have Bengali completed as well by then too. So wait, Luganda, where's that? In Uganda? Is It's Uganda. Is Lugandan is what they speak in Uganda? Yes. Okay. Yes. I was yes. wondering if that was true, but then I was like, maybe that's a different country and I don't know that country. <laughs> no, no, that it's, it's Luganda. No, you're good. You're Never good. mind. My daughter's only over there in Zambia and Zimbabwe. And I've had to look at the map five times to figure out where exactly is she again? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that's amazing. That's amazing. It's, it's such a good, it's such a good tool for someone like me who, I mean, I love interacting with the word, but I will say this. I will say that when I spend time discipling and mentoring women, the number one thing, the first thing they will tell me is they do not feel confident Mm -hmm. engaging with their Bible by themselves. Yes. And you know, there's a part of my heart that's always ached for that. So when I spend time with them, I'm like, okay, no, no, we can, we can. Mm-hmm. And, but I really think that in some ways it's because I don't know, in my head, this is what I say that I feel like we're probably, probably when, when we talk to Jesus about it one day, he's gonna be like, y'all had the most educated opportunities. Like we have the most books. I mean, like when mm-hmm. else in, in history have Bibles in the Western world been so accessible and, mm-hmm. and yet we are like scared to interact with the Bible by ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so I love that in essence, all you're doing here is equipping. Yes. You're doing yes. that. It's like you sit down with me and go, okay, we can do this. You can do this. Yep. yep. Cause not- that's what I needed. That's what I needed. I needed somebody to say, okay, we can do this together and this is how we're going to do it. And I couldn't find anything out there. So that's why I wrote it exactly. So that women can say, I can do this. Let's, let's cut the tape. I think so many times we, we overcomplicate it mm-hmm. as well. And God, God's a simple God. <laughs> and, and so it, it makes sense. Why wouldn't it be pray, read and praise right throughout scripture? That's what they did. That's what the Israelites did. They prayed, they read and they praised Yeah, and they developed that relationship with him. And that's what's that's how we will develop that stronger relationship with him too. I love that. Well, for anyone listening, we will have in the show notes, we'll have the link where you can find Candace's book because I think it is well worth your time. Probably if I can encourage you, it is not just well worth your time, but would be a great something to grab a couple of mm-hmm. and give to some friends. And honestly, you could invite your friends to do this with you and you don't even have to study the same book of the Bible. Right. I mean, in truthfulness, I mean, you could, I could be doing what I want to do or feel God's telling me to do. You could do what you, and still our conversations could be, well, let me tell you what God's doing with my prayer time or my praise time or my reading time. Mm-hmm. And we have this community that we can encourage one another in using. Yes. It. Yes. It's really great. Absolutely. Well, and also just so your listeners know, all the proceeds for 
each each sell of the books. So all all the proceeds for the book goes back into our ministry called Hookster Creek Ministries. It's a nonprofit organization that makes sure that missionaries have Bibles in their own native language, as well as this book in that language as well. So all the proceeds are helping us translate this book into more languages. And we're hoping for Arabic next. Um, so we'll see. That's that's my hope. So we, <laughs> need to, we need to buy a bunch of these books. We need, <laughs> we need to make these books. Yeah. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, God, you know, I love it when I see people doing kingdom work and God being glorified. Absolutely. I've loved, I've loved this conversation today. This has been, this has been really for me, very encouraging just to know that, that God is so personal with us. Mm -hmm. Like he chased you down. He was not okay with you not wrestling out these truths with him. Yes. You know what I mean? That is so encouraging to me because it's easy to believe that God just wants our good behavior. Mm. But He is not about that at all. No. No. He wants our healing sometimes more than we want it ourselves. Yes. Thank you, Candace. I hope you enjoyed this episode of When God Breaks Through. If you're wanting to connect with me and with other moms walking in the same messy moments, head over to bethanykimsey.com. That's where you'll also find the show notes with any links, as well as more resources you can grab to help you see that when God breaks through, when we see Jesus at work, the fuzzy intersection of real-life mothering and the gospel becomes very clearly defined. We can walk with confidence and purpose. Have a grace-filled day.